Thank you, boys. Thank you. So Shelly's just being kind. <laughs> um, I just want to say uh, we miss Pastor. I miss Pastor. Um, you know, we miss Pastor's words. I miss going to breakfast with Pastor. You know, it. it uh, I've never really had a pastor that I can like. You know, just bond with, and and he always makes it a point to call, <clears throat> text me. How are you? You know, he just did that a couple weeks ago. How are you? You've been on my mind, you know. Just, I think that's just pretty awesome. We, we, we serve a good pastor. He serves us. Um, but I also want to tell you how grateful I am that, uh, that God allows me <clears throat> to stand up here and, and give you a word or speak anything. Because if you knew me back 20 years ago, People would have said, no way. But um, I was listening to a song this morning. It said, when others see a shepherd boy, God may see a, God sees a king. You know, and I think that we've always got a message in, inside of us. You know, but I'm grateful that, that God, you know, that God saw something in me. And uh, that was, you know, redeemable. Um, so, I also want to say that I thank uh, pastors. You know, the, again, I want to thank the, pa- the pastor, the, the worship team, the prayer team. I always wanted to be a pastor. I thought, look, I probably had like like uh, al- alternative motives for being a pastor, you know. They're the cool guy in the front that gets to speak, you know. Um, but you don't really know what goes into that. Um, the the study in, the in the word, the prayer. You know, I don't know what goes into the to the um, music ministry. I don't, I don't know what that is. Um, I'm not in there, but I wanted to be. I wanted to be the cool person up front singing. Who didn't? Who didn't want to be up there singing, making other people happy, you know, uh, ushering in the Spirit of God? Who didn't want to be that? I I wanted to be that. The healing ministry. Love the healing ministry. Um, The people who who put in that time, um, I know that Nick and Joanne are, are there. My mom goes in the hospital and they're there. Misha has knee surgery. They're there, you know, calling, hey, can we come over? You know, that takes a lot of time. Um, <clears throat> but who, who wouldn't want to be that? You know? Um, anyway, um, I had a tough week this week. I, I've known for two months, two months, maybe longer, that I had to, to speak today. Do you think I studied for it two months ago? Yeah. So, you know, I, I begin like last Sunday going, oh my Lord, i got to speak in a couple weeks. <laughs> a couple weeks. And I'm thinking, wait, two weeks is Mother's Day. I better look. So I looked in my email and it was like, May 7th. <laughs> well, that's closer than two weeks. Yeah. <clears throat> 
So, like I just thought, okay, I gotta get in the Word and I gotta get alone with God and I just gotta, gotta do this and, uh, um, so, you know, Monday comes and I'm like stressing, I gotta do this and, so I'm pretty sure, so, with all that, that thought that's going on, then my week starts turning upside down. Um, here I'll just tell you real quickly, a couple of years ago, um, six or seven years ago, I told Misha, a lot of you know, Misha is my wife, um, that God blessed me with twice, been married twice to my wife. <laughs> um, um, and that was a miracle in itself. Uh, I'll share that for another time. But I told her about seven years ago, six, seven years ago, six years ago, I said, gee, honey, we could have another another kid. She said, we sure could. And I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, we could we could have another one. And I'm like thinking, okay, this is funny conversation. I'm like, really, honey? She goes, yeah, just as long as you figure out how to carry it. <clears throat> so, you know, in my infinite wisdom, I told her, well, that's all right, honey. I said, we'll probably be raising grandchildren before long. You know, <clears throat> my wife has gotten to the point, she's like, please don't say that. Please don't say nothing. Shh. Because it's just weird. I don't know if it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy or if God has given me insight. I mean, who would really say that? You know, we'll be raising grandchildren before long. Well, so this week, along with moving, we moved. Um, moved well, we moved to a different house. We didn't move in because we have a wall of boxes still. And I'm thinking, while well, we're living here, and we haven't even touched these boxes. Do we really need them? <laughs> you know, I think it'd be a surprise if you like, like you could like, you know, like six months from now go, wow, you know, it'd be like Christmas all over again. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes I think maybe we should just get a dumpster and throw it in about, you know, that probably wouldn't go, go so well with all the, the women that, that are in my house. So <clears throat> I just kind of overlook all of that. But, but, but um, it's just been a tough week, man, you know. So Misha and I, with my infinite wisdom, saying we will be raising grandchildren one of these days, have custody of my five-year-old grandson and my three-year-old granddaughter. And they're a handful. They're a handful. I mean, when you're 56 years old, thank God that Misha didn't say, yeah, let's have another one because, Lord have mercy. <laughs> You know, these are just on loan, you know. So I have a prodigal daughter. I think she's trying to catch up with her dad. Um, hopefully she she doesn't have to go as far as I went. A lot of you know my story. I've been a member of this church for 21 years-ish, off and on. <laughs> off was when I was off, uh, you know, taking care of the time that the state gave me for you know, my behavior. So, um, um, but, but it's just been a really, really tough week. And, uh, chasing those kids, the move, you know, we're busy. You know, uh, we keep going from hailstorm to, to windstorm 
to 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 snowstorm, you know, breaking limbs. So so uh, <clears throat> I remember a time when I was younger that if uh, if um, you know, working for 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 other people, I, I, I'm in the roofing business. I own Cornerstone Roofing. Um, that a hundred roofs was a lot of roofs. Well, we've done like it's 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 not even you know it's the first of May and we've done like 300 roofs this year. That's like so going back years, it would have been three hailstorms or three years worth of of work, and we've done that in like five months. So we've been extremely busy. This is usually the time of year that I just get to go play, and because we're not real busy yet. And, but yeah, not this year. So it's just been a real hectic time. So. <clears throat> When I knew that I had to give this word, and I knew that I, had, I better get started, and I just didn't happen, didn't happen, and I thought, okay. So um, I was, I was, I felt, I, I told God, I said, I'm done, <laughs> I'm just done, I quit. <laughs> and so, you know that we all have a unique relationship with God. <laughs> um, God has a sense of humor with me. Well, first off, He gave me eight daughters. That's thanks God, I get it. So, you know, I that was that was definitely a battle. Um, but but so when I said I quit, I'm done. Here's what I heard: Pobrecito <laughs> means poor baby. Do you want me to do it for you? And I'm like, okay, I get it. God it makes you chuckle. It's like you know, at least He hears me. You know, he hears me. He knows what I'm going through. Um, but um, you know, so what I what I was what I was falling back into is victim stance. I call it victim stance. <clears throat> victim stance. Here, I'm going to read you the definition because when I read the definition, it was like, wow. I, I mean, it's something I knew, but I didn't. So <clears throat> it says, victim stance is the most pervasive. Thinking error in irresponsible and criminal thinking. Criminal thinkers continually blame others for situations they have caused themselves. So, you know, what I was doing is blaming and everything else, you know. The storms, you know, we're just busy. My daughter dropped these kids on me. Pour me. Pour me. Pour me another drink. That's what I used to fall into. Pour me another drink because <clears throat> because I was really good at victim stance because see victim stance enables me or whoever's using it to victimize other people. It's easy to blame other people. Look in in um, in um, Genesis um, three four. I'll, tell you, I'll show you how, just to show you how powerful victim stance is. It's, so everybody knows the, the, the story of Eve. And um, it says, now the serpent was more crafty. He's crafty. Um, that's what he was trying to get me to do all week, is be the victim. Poor me. Now the victim was more crafty than any of the other wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say... You must not eat from the tree in the garden. The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say, You must not eat fruit from the tree that was in the middle of the garden. 
and you must not touch it or you will die. You will certainly die. You will certainly not die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows. Now here's the key. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So, what the serpent was doing, so Eve fell in the victim stance. She was, all of a sudden she was a victim. Look, God's trying to keep you from something, something good. Poor you. God's trying to hide this from you. But, but what did Eve do? So what follows victim stance in any situation is power thrust. Because victim stance is a real, it's, it's, it's so, nobody wants to be powerless. Nobody wants to be in victim stance. Nobody wants to, to lose their power. So what we do is we, we power thrust so that we can try to gain our power back. So what did, what did, what did Eve do? <clears throat> she ate the fruit. I'm going to eat that fruit. That's what she did. That's power thrust. So she went directly from power thrust and blaming. Who'd she blame? She blamed God. You know, I mean, in her mind, look, he's doing this. He's, he's, he's trying to keep this from me. But, and so that's the blaming. First thing you do is start pointing fingers at other people. Because look, if I can take the blame off of, off of, or if I can take the focus off of me by pointing it's them. They did it. So what did she do? Um, she ate it. She took some. Then she also gave it to her husband. <laughs> and then she blamed him. <laughs> it was She blamed the serpent. She blamed God. Then Adam blamed, you know, so all of a sudden now, now he's the victim, right? Look, we're all victims because we made that decision. They, they, they made a decision in their mind. Look, they could have looked at that differently, right? They could have made a different decision, but they didn't. They, 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 they fell into that. So, <clears throat> look, victim stance. We all have instances during the day when we fall into Look, guy cuts us off. We're driving down the street. Guy cuts us off. <laughs> what do you think your self-talk is? Is it... Lord bless him, he didn't see me. <laughs> no, if you really looked, even as Christians, it's probably not that good a self-talk. You know, that guy, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, look, even just Saturday, I'm like at a light, you know, and some guy like inching forward. You know, he just fall into that thing, you know. It just So they take off from the light, and I'm like, Wah! and I think... Oh Lord, what are you doing? You know, this isn't a race. You know, there's laws. You know, but look, if I'm a victim and this guy's beating me, right, and I I feel like I'm a victim, you know, what? Well, it gives me permission to what? Hurt other people, break the law, maybe injure somebody. So you know, I I uh, look being. The drug abuser that, that I was at one time, um, I was always the victim. Victim stance was, is probably one of the most powerful. If you really look at it, look, it started, it started it all. Victim stance. That, that's where all the sin, the fall 
started with victim stance, with the victim. So, so um, with me, I, I've always, always been the victim. Look, if I, if I can find myself in a victim position, then I can do what I want to do. What, what that used to do for me, so, so I used to blame my family. My dad was an alcoholic, so, you know, I had this tough life, and, you know, so I'm just a, a victim of my circumstances. Might as well just drink, use drugs, whatever. Um, or my parents bounced me around. I was always the new kid in school. You know, that's victim, that's, 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 that's victimizing behavior. You know, they made me a victim, poor me, you know. I didn't get to play football because, you know, they moved me from school to school. So I, I really played on that a lot. I was good at it. I was a good victim. Um, I was a really good salesman too. So, <clears throat> my, the, my family, I worked for them. I was a salesman, a roofing salesman for them. And I did, I was really good at what I did, so they enabled me. And so I used that, you know, I'd even, I'd even tell myself that if they would just, they would dole out my money a little bit at a time, so that I wouldn't go use it on all drugs. They would hope that I'd go and get gas and food, and, but yeah, but that never happened because, you know, because I was a victim. And if they would just give me all my money, I wouldn't have to behave this way, right? <laughs> just, you can see how that that's such a trap. It's a trap. It is. So, um, so it says that the only thing more powerful um, than victim stance is closed channel thinking. <laughs> closed channel thinkers um, is the essence of criminal thinking. That's what it says. Look. Some of you know, some of you don't, that, that, that I, I, um, I was a drug addict, alcoholic, um, because of the behaviors um, that I displayed. They, I ended up going to Colorado State Penitentiary. I went to prison. So I get there and I thought, holy smoke, now I'm going to have convict mentality. <laughs> you know, I'm going to think like a con. It's like, you know... That's what I thought that you did after you got there. Really what I didn't know is that convict mentality is what brought me there. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm there one day and I'm thinking, so convict mentality is, is man, it, it got me here. It brought me here. That's what, so, so, but they're saying, they're saying that victim stance is convict mentality. Isn't that powerful? So, um, so here, here's something else that, that it says. Victim stance is blaming criminal thinking. It's powerful. Victim stance, it's hurt people, hurt people. So, so if I'm the victim, it, it gives me permission to hurt other people. You've heard that. Um, pervasive. It said that it's pervasive, remember? It says that victim stance is the most pervasive thinking error since closed channel thinking, but pervasive. So I didn't really know what that meant. I had to look it up. I looked it up for you. Here's what it says. Pervasive. 
Uh, let me see if I can find it. So, pervasive is an unwelcome influence or physical effect spreading widely throughout an area or group of people. The corruption is so pervasive that it is accepted as the way to do business, to do things. So like a pervasive odor, something that just... So, and I thought about that, and I thought, that sounds like an evasive species. And, and it is. So you think about it. So an invasive species, for instance, in Australia, rabbits weren't, um, they weren't, they're, they're not unique to, to Australia. They didn't have rabbits. So somebody introduced rabbits in Australia and they overran the country. They actually, I, I've seen movies that they would round up those rabbits and they just would get out there with golf clubs, bats, and I, right? Um, there was no natural predators, and they overran. So the Arkansas River, we have this, this bush, and I, don't, I, I can't really remember what, what it's called, and I looked and I couldn't find it. What is it? Yeah. And, and it's taking over that ecosystem. It's, it's, changing, it's changing that whole river. What it does actually, too, is it says that it, it like sucks up two or three times or ten times the amount of water that, that our natural uh, um, foliage uses. So, you know, that we have a water shortage, right? That, that water actually goes to Kansas. So the more that those bushes take up, the less that we can use because we have to give so much to Kansas. That's, so anyway, they, they cut and they burn and they, 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 they dig up that bush. And it doesn't matter, it just keeps growing, it's out of control. So, I say that to say this. Victim stance is spreading widely throughout our area and our people. Victim stance. Look, if you don't believe me, look what's happened to this recent election. People blocking off highways because they didn't get their way. <laughs> Poor me. Look, victim stance gives me permission to victimize other people. Do you think that's right to hold people hostage on a highway? I mean, I mean, what if somebody was in a in a, in, in a uh, medical emergency? You, you you just you know, what else does that cause farther back in a highway? Maybe somebody didn't see them stopped. Anyway, I mean, it, it's just a whole a whole. Uh, um, it's a whole domino effect. It doesn't stop there. Look, I call that ripple effect, and it's, it's the way that that affects. So you throw a rock in a pool, and it ripples, and it just, you know. Each of those ripples um, are the way that, 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 that a decision or something, that, that victim stands, people closing off the highway, affects people closest to you, your family, your community, you know, the state, the, the entire nation. Um, but victim stance is so prominent today that these colleges have cry rooms. Seriously? <laughs> We've gotten 
to 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 a, a time in our life, to a time in our history, the United States that we have to have cry rooms where they show cartoons. I mean, this this is, and if you don't believe that, look at the way that our society is entitled today. I deserve this. I'm the victim. You know, they owe me this. So the way that overcome victim stance is I have to start thinking different. So um, Corinthians, it's in here someplace. <laughs> Corinthians, I think it's four. 10 through 12. I can't find it, guys, but here it is. Uh, 10, 4 through 5. It says to, that we wrestle not against flesh and bone, not merely human. So what it's saying is that we wrestle against principalities, um, against the enemy. So this week, knowing that I was given the word today, that I'm sure that the enemy didn't want me to speak, um, just kept throwing up roadblocks and kept throwing up hazards. We we wrestle against a, a real true adversary. We we do. He knows us. Look, I, I I used to hear that, but he knows us better than we know ourselves. You know, I, my business is important to me, so um, you know it 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 serves the community, and it you know it it. Uh, you know, we, we feed lots of, lots of people. You know, we, we have, uh, 50 or 70 people that work for us full time and, and, you know, it puts bread and butter. So it, when I make a decision for, for that business, it not only affects me, but it affects every one of those people. So it's important to me and it takes time, uh, time that, you know, that, that I could be doing other things. But anyway, so, so, it says that in Corinthians that we have to take every thought captive. So we have to get the mind of Christ. The way that we do that is we reflect the Word. We read the Word. It tells us what we're supposed to look like, and then we have to look at it. We have to look in a mirror. We have to do that. Is this the behavior? Do I really want to be like, you know, trying to lay hands on somebody with, and forget to pray? Do I really want to be, you know, making obscene gestures to somebody? Do I really want to be thinking the thoughts that are in my mind? Do they line up with the Word of God? Let's see. The Word of God says that I should love my neighbor as myself. So I have to change. Something has to change. I can't be the victim anymore. So um, the biggest thing that I learned when I was at Department of Corrections, is that I had to look at myself every day. Did I like me? What brought me here? I had to really analyze every part of my life. (laughs) Um, I wasn't a very good son. I definitely wasn't a very good dad. My wife had left me. That's why I've been married twice. Um, Actually, God... uh, God... uh, Restored my marriage. That's the only reason that I'm, I'm there today. But, but he restored it by changing my 
my heart and he changed my mind. I, I, I remember, look, I'd sit in that, that cell and start praying to God to change my heart. I don't want to be this person anymore, God. God, it says I would preach God's word to him. He probably liked that, right? Here, God, this is what your word says. You said it, it's right here. That you'll give me your heart of flesh and take my heart of stone. You said that, God, right here. It says it in your scripture. So, God, I want that. I want that. And so we wash, we get washed in the word, washed. And, and that past starts to wash away. You know, we read, we read the word. I was reading, I was reading, uh, where Jacob was running, he was, he had been living in a, in a, in a, in a foreign, uh, in another country. And, um, he, he wanted to go home. And he, his, his name, you know, I've heard it say it's, it's not deceiver. I like to believe that Jacob means deceiver because de- deception. He, he, he did everything. He got the family's blessing with deception. He, he, he deceived his father-in-law, um, and, and took, you know, got some of the, the wealth from his father-in-law, the sheep. You know, it was just, he was, he, he, he lived his life out in deception. So to me, that kind of, you know, was criminal thinking, right? Kind of. He was convict mentality. You know, he was getting his needs met through, you know, through victimizing other people. That's, that's, so anyway, so his brother was the one who was really supposed to get the blessing, right? So I'm reading it, and so he's, he, he stops at the river Jabok. And that, that word Jabok means muddied water. And it says that that river meanders through that valley. So meanders means that it goes back and forth. And so it says that if you go to that part of the, that you have to f- cross that river many times. So muddied waters of our life that we have to cross a lot of times. You know, we're not transformed in our thinking overnight. It's a process. Life doesn't just like, look, it's, it's, you know, they tell you on TV that if you just like have this kind of car, then I'll arrive. If I just live in this kind of house, I'll be somebody. But I'm going to tell you today that, that, that life is not a destination. It's a journey. It's one step at a time. So it says that Jacob was at that river, and it, it, he said that he wrestled with an angel of the Lord. Angel of the Lord, that had to be Jesus, right? He was wrestling with Jesus. It's a Christophany, I, I think. Of the Bible, Christophany is where where Jesus would show up at, at certain times in in Old Testament times. You know, it said that he was always. It says that he was he was with God in the beginning. He was with God in the beginning. So why wouldn't he show up? So I say that Jacob was wrestling with Jesus. And it says that Jacob grabbed and, and said that I won't let you go until you can bless me. And I read that, so I'm in a cell in prison reading that. And I begin to meditate on that. And you know what I saw? I saw God holding on to me. 
And suddenly, that story meant something totally different and really... So, I, I saw Jesus holding on to me. Look, people, you know, you're, you're in prison, and you have this, like, they, you go to the, in front of the parole board, and my buddies would get upset for me. You mean they didn't parole you? <laughs> I'm like, no, man, I'm okay, really. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. They gave me, you know, look, you hope for the best, expect the worst, and settle for anything in between. And what I used to tell my buddies is like, look, I'm good, man. Only God knows how much time that it's going to take for me to get it, to reflect, start to reflect that word and that I don't want to go back to that old lifestyle. God has me here for a reason. It's my job to find out what it is. And so, uh, so that, that story, I could just see God hanging on to me. And I was like, wow. So I'm, I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm praying to God. I can see this happening. And I hear God tell me, I'm not going to let you go, Rory, until I can bless you. And I'm like, oh. Then you just hold me till, till you want to, God. Because really, God, that heart, I want my heart changed. And I said, God is... So while you're at it, do you think you could change my name? Because I don't want to be deceiver anymore. I don't want to have convict mentality. I don't want to think like a convict anymore. I want to be Israel. I want to be Prince of God. So, so change my heart. Change my name. And, and I said, and while you're at it, God... <laughs> If, if you really read the story, have you ever read the story? It said that he touched his hip. He touched his hip. It's, it's called the uh, place of penile, I think. And with that, so it's, it's a place where his, his hip was touched. But so with that, so I'm reading this, and I'm thinking, oh, Lord, so while you're at it, could you touch my hip, God? Because that's what completes the story. Because... I don't ever want to walk the same way. You just touched my hip, God. So I had to learn all about victim stance and how I victimized people. And um, it's, it's powerful. So Job, you guys, everybody's heard of Job. Job was a righteous man. Enemy comes to, to God, says, we want to, we want to sift Job. He only serves you for what you do for him. And uh, he said, God says, all right, you know, I'll, I'll give you permission to sift him. You can't kill him. And so you, you know the story. Takes his kids, takes his health, gives him boils. Who could live with that, right? I don't think I could. I, I would, uh, I'll guarantee you, I'd fall right back into victim stance, and so did Job. Sorry, guys. I, I, I love God. I love the things that God has done for me. And uh, he changed my heart. I'm not a real crusty old guy anymore. I, I got a bunch of tears in me, so I carry tissue with me every place. <laughs> so, um, so um, anyway, forgot where I was. <laughs> but, um, but um, so God changes. 
God changes the, the victim says, Job. So, so, so Job blamed, blamed God, cursed God, angry, victim stance. Who wouldn't be? Who, who wouldn't be? But he, but he learned through all of that, through, through, the, through the friends that came and spoke to him. And then finally God comes and speaks to him. You know, God finally says, so, uh, you know, well, they, 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 they just kept saying, you know, just curse God and die. Just curse God and die. You know, poor you. And, and he wouldn't do that, remember? And in the end, he took responsibility. He changed. And God restored him. And here's, here's where I, I really like Job. It says in all the land there were no fairer women than the daughters of Job. So I, I like relate with Job because because I've been in those those bad places. You don't think that uh, that it hurts. There's a lot of pain when you're when you're you're pulled away from all your your friends and and your family. There's a lot of pain in in, in thinking that that all the the pain that you caused because of your decision because I was a victim. Poor me. So I let my kids grow up without a dad. I, I let them like have to fend for themselves. There's a lot of pain. I feel that pain that Job had. I have uh, my daughter's a prodigal daughter right now. Um, but you know what I have to say about that is she's working on her testimony. She's working on her testimony. I had to work on mine. Each and every one of us have a testimony, and there's each and every one of us are a king. We're not just a shepherd boys. God gives us those stories and those experiences um, for a reason, so that we can go out and tell others the experiences that we've had so that they can find God. Look, I, there's this vision that I saw one time, and I don't know if it was mine. If I read it, I've taken it as mine. I don't, I don't really remember. It's just something that, that, that I took for mine, and I saw... so. You start following this this man, and, and you're through the trees, and and he's you know, and there's 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 more people than just you, but you you're following this man, and you're following over cliffs and mountains, and there's enemies, and I mean, and you're standing you know and letting the enemies pass, and you know it's it's uh, it's it's quite the journey, and uh, um, you know you're you're. You have this real presence in this this vision that I saw of danger, um, you know, and experiences and, and battles, and and you get to this, and you can never see who you're following. You just see glimpses, but you know that you're supposed to follow. And you get to this valley, and it's a beautiful valley, beautiful, just beautiful. And the man turns around, and, and it's Jesus, and he says. Good job. Good job that you found your way. But now, you have to go back to help others find their way here too. But that's what it's all about. So I go to prisons and and speak to inmates. And the first thing I tell them is, I have a number just like you. 
the state of Colorado, I'll always have, that'll always be my number, just like you. I'll wear green just like you. And here's what you've got to do, is break out of that victim stance. Look, if it takes getting a list, a list of things to be grateful for, do it. That's, that's powerful, by the way. So if you're having problems being victim, victim stance, tell God what you're grateful for. God, I'm grateful. Look, when you're in prison, it's a little tough sometimes. But, but it really makes you appreciate the things that you, that, 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 that are really grateful for when you get out of prison. So I say that there's two people that come out. There's grateful and resentful. So if you're just sitting around the whole time being a victim, poor me, if I, I, if I just hadn't gone to that one store, if I, if I just hadn't turned that wrong corner, or if I, whatever it is, you know, that's, that's, that's bad thinking. That's, that's, that's blaming other people. You know, if I lived in Denmark, it'd be legal. Well, you know, poor me. Get yourself a, a list and, and write the things you're grateful for. And again, in prison, it's a little tough. But I'm grateful for the air that I breathe, God. I'm grateful for the sun that came up this morning. <laughs> I'm grateful for three hots and a cot today. If that's just as simple as it is. I'm grateful that you breathe life into me and that I have an opportunity to change today. So, a grateful list. So, last of all, David, King David. Everybody knows King David. King David, think about, so he had sinned with Bathsheba. The child died. How do you think he felt that day? Poor me, poor me. That's what he was doing. He was on the ground crying. It says that he, he dressed in sack clothing, right? And had ashes. I think that's what they used to do to grieve a death. But he was, you know, he was, he was in victim stance. And, uh, <laughs> has anybody read the 51st Psalm? The 51st Psalm? It's, 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 it's my favorite. And I think at one time, I think I even um, have it, had it memorized, but it's have mercy on me, O oh God. So he, he got up and he said, look, I'm done with this. Have mercy on me, God. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away my iniquity and cleanse me from my sins. And this is where it is, right here. For I know my transgressions because I've seen it. I looked at it. I looked at it, and my sin is always before me. Against you and you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight, so that you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth. Little victim stands there, right? Sinful from the time my mother conceived me. But, the, but, but you desired faithfulness in the womb, and you taught me wisdom in the secret place. Cleanse me with hyssop. Wash me in the blood, is what he's saying. Wash me in the blood. Cleanse me with hyssop, so that I will be clean. 
Wash me, and I will be watered than snow. He, he's confessing his sin and taking, he's taking um, um, ownership of his, of his uh, he's, re, he's being responsible for the sins that he committed. He's being responsible, and that's how we break, we get a grateful list, and we, and we start being responsible. I, Lord, I've done this. I sinned, Lord. Forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. I, 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 I'm, I'm, you know, that's, the, we're washed in the Word. We, we're changed by looking at that Word and reflecting God. And that's what I kind of hope that I do today, is, is, is reflect God. I don't want to be victim stance. Our world is full of victims. Look, our people need to be empowered people. There's a lot of hurting people out there. I believe that, 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 uh, that, um, there, there are hurting people and there are true victims. But we need to begin to empower people and tell them that, that, that they can make a different choice. We don't need more cry rooms. Prayer rooms? That'd be nice. You know, somewhere we could go to God and say, God, this is, this is what I've done. This is my sin. I don't want to be a victim anymore. I don't want to victimize people. So anyway, folks, that's, that's pretty much what I have. So I think we're going to do communion today. Um, I just see... But I see, I see Jesus. I see Jesus, and he, and he, and he wasn't, he wasn't. Um, um, oh Lord, the, the the word. He was not. He 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 proudly showed his scars. Look, this is this is me. This is my scars. Come and touch my scars. He he wanted he wanted us to see his scars. He did that for you and me. That's that's what he did. He went to the cross. So we take communion today because of the things that, that Jesus went through. This is my body and this is my blood that I shed for you. And I see that figure going to a cross. <laughs> And back when I struggled a lot, not that I don't struggle today, just different struggles, but I used to see Jesus. And I'd see him walking towards the cross, and he said, this I'll do for you, Rory. It's personal. That's why we have a unique relationship with God. It's personal. If you look close enough, you can see him going to the cross for you. These are my scars. This is what I'm going to do for you. So let's just pray. Father, we just ask you. We just, first off, we just want to thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the lives that you breathed into us. Thank you for changing us, Father. Thank you that there are people out there. Father, we're grateful for people that would come and share their words, their experiences, that people could change, Father. And Father, we thank you for the cross. We thank you that you shed your, that your body broke in for us. And that you spilled your blood 
so that we could have life, Father God. Father, I just ask that you would bless this, bless this day, bless this, anoint us, Father God. We need more of you in our lives. Father, I just ask a blessing on the people that are in this service today, Father, that, that, that they would begin to, to, to look at themselves, Father, and break out of that stuff, break out of that victim stance, Father, and that we could empower a nation, Father God. Father, I just ask you these things in Jesus' name. Amen.